morning, good afternoon, good evening. This is Material Podcast, episode number 226. Shouting out to Southwestern Ontario. That's in Canada, not in the United States of America. I'm Florence Ion, and I'm joined by my co-host, Andy Anatko. Hello, Andy. Good day, which works for both <laughs> Australia and Canada. And also, you want to talk mm. about how, how freaked out uh, some of these place names are in Canada. Uh, Southwestern <laughs> Ontario is also home to London. But where you think you, that London oh, is actually right. in England, but it isn't. It's in Southwestern Ontario. You're right. I don't right. know whether they took it or that there was litigation involved. But good for them, like you know, colonies standing up to. The, I was going to say, I believe country. it's called colonization, Andy. <laughs> That's why there's a London in Canada. Okay, well. Uh, anyway, sorry to burst everyone's bubble, but you know, just a little history <laughs> lesson there. Uh, and I, you know, I heard Canada just had an election, so mm. good for y'all for going out to vote. Uh, Enjoy you know, those voting rights while you got them. The world government is coming. Yeah, I, ooh. I thought I'd reach out to another demographic. We could, we're doing really, really well, and I, yeah. it just made me more ambitious. No, you're right. You're right. Uh, you're right. And uh, <laughs> yes, go ahead, I'm Andy. Not gonna, I'm not going to go there. There's a, there's a there's a lot of news about certain shakeups at the very top of the executive branch, <laughs> and mm. I've I've just been. We won't we won't discuss this. I just but because that would be quite a rabbit hole. But it, I'm it's uh, if I weren't living in this country. I would be really, really amused to think exactly what a certain chief executive will do when he feels really, really desperate. And I, I was, I was thinking this. I was actually thinking about this this morning. And the reason why is because I had a busy morning of lots of work to do, and that's always the time to be uh, the brain to come up with other ideas. Yep. Is that I, I imagine that like in the '60s, maybe the '70s, like some government think tank, or maybe even some bureau of like law enforcement or Congress or whatever, they're just like they're they're waiting for a long distance phone call from whatever. And they were waiting for hours. And then just as like a party game, they thought coming up with, okay, we'll obviously never have to use this. So we can really speak freely about this. Do we, we don't have a procedure for like uh, pulling, let's say the, the president has been thrown out of office, but he refuses to go. Now, what's the procedure? Do we, we, do we either send like police in and arrest him and drag him out? Do we just like gas the room and like take them out through like tranquilize them and take them out through like a service exit and then tell people he left of his own free will and i i feel as though there's a red and just there there was their spitball they're having a good time figuring out exactly the logistics of what they do and there's been this like binder Mm. (laughs) sitting on a shelf somewhere where as a joke when you when you get when you get to work in this office like, oh, what's this red binder? Oh, my God, you have to read this. Okay, a bunch of guys, like, in 1971, they got, like, kind of a little drunk. And like, and, they, and now there are people like, here is that red binder. Just just for, you know, I wonder. Let's just have that. I'm sorry. It's right next to the binder full of women. <laughs> uh, probably on Mitt Romney's shelf. Uh, anyway, moving on. From- I'm, I'm sorry, friends. I, I, meant, I meant that more as, a, more as a humorous thing as opposed to biting social commentary but uh don't worry i mean look look i'm a woman i'm always gonna put social commentary into it it's just <laughs> it's just how i feel about the world uh so speaking of commentary we're gonna talk a lot about the pixel 4 on today's show yes that's gonna be i mean that's been on the hot topic in everybody's minds when you 
fair listener, listen to this podcast when it goes live. It will be the Pixel 4 release day. I think uh, also just as a a side note, which I didn't put into the notes, but I'm going to mention it. Amazon's already discounted the Pixel 4 $100. (laughs) So that is something that you're going to want to consider, except when Andy and I start talking about things in their next act. (laughs) <laughs> because there, yeah, there's a lot to discuss. It's gonna, it's gonna be like it, it's, it's always fun. When I started off in this kind of job, you really, if I, I was writing for magazines, so I had like a month or two to like for people to uh, like sort of simmer on the sort of thing I'm talking about. And when I'm writing for newspapers, still like if, if like they just when the internet was getting started, uh, there was still like I'd have a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Now you get sort of like an interact between I'm talking about myself between Twitter and Instagram uh, and my blog and other things. You have this you get to sort of watch my brain sort of evolve Absolutely. between lots of very, very sincere reactions of, wow, that looks cool. And like, gee, I wonder if that's going to be really useful. And wow, I can't wait to get my hands on that to like the first time trying it to like the first frustration where this is something I've only been using for an hour and I can't figure it out and it's getting me mad. And as a as a professional or purported professional, I try not to give any opinions uh, on anything because I know that a lot of people are going might blow that up into oh my god Andy Andy says it's impossible to charge the battery like no no Andy forgot that he was forgot to plug in the other end of the USB C cable he has he has his power strip in his office and he forgot that he wanted to make popcorn in his office so he unplugged that power strip to put the hot air popcorn wait you made popcorn in your office really I've made s'mores in my office. Wow. You know, because I had I had I, I, I had the I had the fixins for it just like separately. Like I bought like one I had like one Hershey bar and then I realized that oh well you have uh graham crackers, which I kinda like, and you have like I think I think they're actually peeps. I had them leftover peeps. And I have the, for works. my for my sous vide uh, cooking, like uh, you can't the one thing that a sous vide bath can't do is like make the outside of a steak give give you that nice caramelization or whatever. So a lot of people, myself included, they have this thing called the searzol, which is sort of I don't want to, like a culinary flamethrower. Only there's no flame; it's just it puts the, it, you you screw it on the top of a uh, of, of a little handheld propane tank like you'd yep, have on a okay. camp stove. And there's like a sort of like a it's connected to like a, a funnel with a screen on it that uh-huh. takes the flame and just turns it into like this cone of like really 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 high pressurized heat. And so I decided, well, again, I don't ha- I can't I shouldn't I certainly couldn't shouldn't build a campfire in the middle of my office. However, I can like get the get that little box of leftover peeps and get this candy bar and get the graham crackers and stack them and just like. And it really worked. It worked like really, really well. And the fact that I didn't set anything on fire means that retroactively, this was not a stupid, dangerous thing to do. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah, because I just looked it up and it looks like it needs to be used in the outdoors, preferably not around dry brush or anything that is flammable. Okay. Well, Uh, fortunately, I mow the the weeds in the office like regularly. So they're not, mm. I don't allow them to dry. And, and you are, it's, it's, again, we're not talking about a flamethrower. It is like a, something you use inside a kitchen. Yes, I know. You just. Kitchens are made of wood. <laughs> Some of us. <laughs> you're thinking, um, you're but... thinking about my brother. My kitchen is made of bricks. 
Uh, I'm thinking about living in California and the fact that okay, like, true. all I yes, think exactly. about these days is just, sorry, again, here's Flo, lots of social commentary. Listen, every day <laughs> I'm thinking about the perils of living. Uh, so speaking of the perils of living, just kind of bring it back to the Pixel 4. I do not have my SIM in it. Now, Andy has been dutifully posting on Instagram. I've been seeing your photos, Andy. I've been <laughs> like, oh, wow, Andy's like doing really well. I'm actually a little jealous, Andy. <laughs> Because you've been getting some really nice shots, and and we'll talk about this more when we get to the camera section of our next act. Uh, but you know, I'm sitting here just kind of like, hmm, like, just <laughs> not, just not really getting the same experience that Andy has. Uh, and part of that is because I don't have a case for the phone right now because the cases that were given to me were for the XL and not for the baby Pixel, as it's being referred to as. And so I'm waiting right now for uh, review units to come in of cases because remember, I was haunted by Marilyn Monroe's ghost and <laughs> like I'm, I've already paid, literally paid a lot dearly for that. And by the way, that's also kind of why I, uh, okay, we, you know what, I'm going to wait till we get to the first act because I'm going to explain to you like why I am not using the Pixel 4 as a daily driver just yet. Um, yes. Before we get into that, I want to just set us off a little bit on a bit of a holiday theme going on here since this is like the catch-up section. So everybody remembers last week my Nest account got hacked. Probably. That's probably <laughs> what happened. Um, it got fixed, I will say, thankfully. Um, my husband set up Tufa with his Google account. And as soon as he did that, uh, you know, we had missed some integration between the Google Assistant and the Nest. And I didn't really like... I didn't connect the dots as to why that was happening. I just was like, ugh, I don't want to deal with it. And I just kind of like let it slide. But it had been weeks where we weren't getting like doorbell notifications or we weren't able to ask the assistant to uh, do anything remotely with any of the Nest devices. Like I couldn't even, you know, usually you can speak out loud to engage the security system and I couldn't do that. And I just, I don't know, I guess, <laughs> you know, I, I got so much stuff on my mind these days. I was just like, ah, whatever. Yes. Turns out that's why it wasn't working because of that whole thing. So now that we have it fixed, now my husband is all like invested again. <laughs> <laughs> so he found out that, um, well, he was like in the app the other day. He obviously he's not like reading the blogs the way that I do every day. So I had known that the Nest Hello video doorbell is getting seasonal themes. Obviously, this is the perfect time for Google to be pushing this out because we're entering Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas here in the United States. So this is like the perfect time to do all this. And um, so now in lieu of a standard ding dong song, uh, you can do spooky ringtones for the person at the door. So they'll hear it on their end outside and we hear it on the inside too. <laughs> uh, it's cute. It includes, you could choose between a cackling witch, a ghost, a vampire, or a scary monster. My husband chose the cackling witch, which I is okay. I was expecting that he would go for the vampire considering Romanian here, Eastern European. <laughs> really, we lean into the trope here in my household. So, but that's okay. Uh, and they're super cute. So, you know what? <laughs> I, I just want to say this is the positive, the positive end of everything <laughs> that transpired last week. And, um, and just so everybody knows, you know, we're, we're moving our last week in this house is the Halloween week. So 
I'm going all out and we decided we're going to do full size candy bars. Yes. Yeah. So That's such a simple thing. It's we're gonna not go out that with a bang. <laughs> unless unless you unless you're one of those like mutant neighborhoods that's like sort of like a magnet neighborhood for trick or treaters. It's like the first time I the first time I realized that I'm only gonna get like maybe thirty at the most, maybe forty at the most. Yeah. And that I can afford to buy yeah. a couple of boxes. That's right. And just like thinking about I was I was in I was in the I was in the drugstore today getting a beverage to enjoy during the show and you know you can get like uh, Halloween candy that's like mini mini bags mm-hmm. of pretzels okay where you you're you're training kids for the disappointment of being on an airline being a, boarding an airline uh, flight and being hungry but no Sad. but and what do you think about that uh, and we're going to be, you're going to be the house that has the full sized bars Okay. Yes. These kids are going to say, "I don't know who this person is, but they get me. They understand. Well, they remember what it's like to be trick or treating and to get the box of raisins." We want to. We want to go out with a bang. We figured so, but I have to advertise it because the neighborhood has been kind of bleh on Halloween. Um, <laughs> uh, Halloween, uh, you know, just having that spirit, and so finally, I'm going to like. I'm going to put everything out this weekend, like all the lights and everything. I'm going to set it all up. I'm going to have the spooky sound in like we're literally moving like two days after Halloween. So I'm going to just have like a box by the door ready to like pack all this stuff when we go. And uh, I think I'm going to make a sign this weekend to put out by the street. And I think I'm going to let next door know anybody who's around and wants (laughs) wants like a fun little I'm going to go out with a bang. Yeah. Why not? What a great way to say goodbye to this beautiful house that has housed me for eight years and been so good to me and my husband. So I figure that'll be, that's what's that. So I wanted to let everybody know that the nest hello is part of that. So when you ring the doorbell, there'll be a witch cackling and then I'll open the door and I'm going to be a vampire cat. So (laughs) that's, well, that's great. That's great timing too, because if the kids TP your house, it's the new owner's problem. Uh, true. But I have to say that can't happen here. Because kids, listen, any kids out there listening, we got cameras. There's cameras all over now. And (laughs) I hate to tell y'all who are not informed, but Ring now has a program (laughs) with law enforcement in some states and counties. So kids, if you don't want to get in trouble with local PD, I would advise you to... I would advise you to stake out who has cameras in the neighborhood and who doesn't and to target those who... Oh, I'm sorry. What? I shouldn't actually... Oh, whoops. Well, did I say something? Oh. I see. I, I, <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't think you understand the psychology of the kids today. If they see the, those ring doorbells, they're not going to run away because, oh, no, we don't want to get caught. They will like then like email you, say, hey, can you, give, can you send us the video for our Insta or, 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 or Snapchat? TikTok. Exactly. Right. Or also, of course they'll wear costumes and then they won't they'll get away with it. I mean but what it is it, Halloween. What I thought you were gonna say is that if they are if they did grow up in this neighborhood where there is this this constant threat of brush fires, they're gonna probably go for egging your house rather than saying instinctively they're gonna say, I'm not gonna be coating this house in this dry paper like flammable substance because that just would be evil. Hey, Gen Z, they are more on the money than my generation. And sorry, Andy, <laughs> we are getting we we we're getting eclipsed by this new generation of children, okay? They are informed. 
they know things we did not know at their age. Oh, so yeah. I trust them to know that coating my house in egg is actually better for it in the long term, especially because this is another PG&E week. So. <laughs> uh, anyway, so if anybody out there with a Nest Nest Hello doorbell wants to partake in this, it's available in your Nest app. Just uh, look under uh, seasonal themes. There should be a should be a prompt in there. Yes. Well, before we before we go on to uh, an ad and then talk about the Pixel Four, uh, mm-hmm. just one, just another note that uh, we thought it would, because we were talking so much about initial response, our initial mm-hmm. reactions last week. It's good that we follow that up with our reactions after having we, having these phones for about a week, and also rolling in what other people and other people who've published reviews so far have been saying. Because it really, uh, I really am, th- I am the sort of person who feels as though you really can't. I really can't have an opinion about this that's worth sharing until I have really beaten the hell out of this thing, unless I've had every experience I can possibly have. And there's there's nothing that – there are few things that annoy me than someone who publishes like after one day. They could not have possibly had this for one day and they've got like a thousand-word review with some sort of headline saying, our tests prove that the iPhone 11 is – uh, doesn't come close to touching the night sight feature. You don't know that yet. There was only one night between the time that you got the phone and how do you know that the iPhone 11 is not better in every single – situation so and I, I got a reminder of this like i've like flo said uh i've been like post because as i normally do i'm taking pictures even when i'm not reviewing a phone and posting it to my instagram posting it to my twitter whatever uh and so i thought well okay i'll, I'll tag these with like pixel 4 so people know that it's, this is a pixel 4 phone uh and but not commenting on anything the worst that i've been doing has been saying like there's a feature to illustrate uh like uh like uh, the integrated lens support where if you're mm-hmm. in the in camera, where oh look, I didn't have to do anything. It just intrusively said, "Oh, I I happen to notice there's an address uh, in the thing. If you'd like, if you touch this button, we'll take you to the Google Maps for this address." Which which by the way, I just used like 20 minutes ago uh, on my walk home because there's a new apparently there's a new donut place opening somewhere like in town. I recognize the street, but it's a lo- it's one of those long streets that could be one of any one of any of seven towns. But Google Lens told me and just disappointed me that no it's the it's far far enough away that no i can't just now take a one mile walk to get delicious fresh hot donuts uh but so again so i'm mentioning this but i'm not making so oh god so i'm I'm going i'm I'm still in new york i'm going out to dinner at a uh, at a diner with uh, one of my best friends Mm -hmm. get this delicious grilled chicken club sandwich with sweet potato fries and so Something uh, I should have known what would happen, but I did it anyway. I had the iPhone 11 with me. I had the Pixel 4 with me. Took the same picture with the same two cameras and just like posted it on Twitter. And happened to notice that uh, because the iPhone 11 uh, colored it a lot more warm tones than the Pixel 4 did. Uh, it's really you can't not notice it. I decided to just say, oh, by the way, uh, the plate was white. Like it's a white plate, mm-hmm. so if you so not not outright saying that the Pixel Four got the colors more correct, but simply for your own again, I'm not making a judgment yet. About oh my god, this was the day after the Pixel event. I forgot. I, I I ignored the fact that, or maybe suppressed the fact that all social media is full of uh, sensible people that have their particular likes and their particular dislikes that are respectful of other people's likes and dislikes. 
and the, but then there is that non-zero percentage of people that are the, of Android people that are looking for reasons to say that the iPhone yes. is crap, and iPhone yes. people that are looking for reasons to say that Android phones are crap. Yes, and oh my God, my mentions were just like this this miasma of stupidity and dopiness as people were saying yes but the text you open the white balance and and people were like sort of like and they're now that and these people were turning to me to like validate things and say well well what was the what was the lighting like and i'm like well you can i said that the the plate was white like well you know you you said that the plate looked white but that's of no value if i don't know what the color of the what the color of the lighting was and I just when I put quotes around something that means that I'm trying to make fun of you, I'm 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 disappointed in you, and I want you to know that. So I just type quote, the plate looked white to me, unquote, and then then follow up, follow up, follow up, and then I had to follow up with that the 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 acronym FFS. <laughs> I I entered the establishment for flow's sake. <laughs> I did I did not I did not happen to have a recently calibrated colorimeter with me. So <laughs> So I used the most apt tool I had, which was my human eyes. And after a glance of roughly 0.41 seconds, determined that the plate was white. (laughs) And then, like, don't make me regret having posted this. And then after another half hour, like, okay, I officially regret having posted this. Uh, It's like this is this is why I I, uh, the reason why I take so much time is because by the time. Uh, I give an opinion on something like you'll see me, you'll hear me at least uh, over the rest of this episode mention mm-hmm. things that I'm trying not to say judgmental things about because mm-hmm. of whatever. Uh, because by the time I come up with a conclusion that I'm willing to share, I feel as though I have made while uh, alongside that conclusion all the reasoning and all the evidence behind it. And I have beaten myself up playing devil's advocate to harden this opinion so that I feel as though I can be absolutely arrogant about it, you know, where I'm not, where I'm going to say that if, if, if I, if I decide that this feature, that the, this camera is weak with high with subjects that are going really, really fast. And you tell me, well, no, it's beautiful for things to go fast. And I will say, no, it isn't because every time I, t- I took, su- I took pictures of subjects moving fast in bright light and in dim light and dark light. I took pictures of subjects moving fast when I would whip the camera out of my pocket and when it was mm-hmm. on a tripod and every single circumstance, it rarely got a clear shot. So I, yes, I, f- I'm glad that you showed me this engadget review photo of a running person <laughs> in, fr- I'm saying, that I also, in the 130 pictures that I took testing this out, I got six, and I can't pull that out. I'm not. I'm not going to say you're an idiot for questioning me. I'm just saying that I feel uh, the worst thing ever is to review something or come up with this, come up with an opinion and then be told, "Yeah, you know that there's this little button with a picture of a sun on it. If you tap and hold it down, uh, it will turn to a running person, and that will put it into the, uh, oh." That's interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, it's not. It's not no, it's, it's, I'm, I'm not, that, that's not on the Pixel Four. But it's like oh, you don't want to find like... that because you weren't thorough, because you didn't get the reaction that you want. You thought the thing would do immediately. That oh, um, that must not work. It's like no, Andy. You've only had this for a couple of days or even a week. You have not been diligent enough. If, if you can't get this to work, it might be because you have too much dumbth, d u m b t h, and that if you were had more smarts. You would be able to get this to work perfectly. Anyway, so I'm so uh, 
Thank you. I thank you, dear, thank you, Flo, and thank you, dear listeners, because I've had this. I can't. I feel as though I can't have that kind of like. I am so disappointed in all of you. I'm not. Go- <laughs> Let me give you a lecture on, and and so I'm glad to get this off my chest. So just take yeah, that. It's just the current state of being yes. in this industry. We we do what we can, folks. Yes. Well, we do have, before we go to commercial, we do have one really great piece of news, another Mm -hmm. update on our Gimpy Gimpy Bush experiment in which we do a web search for, a Google search for a podcast about the Gimpy Mm -hmm. Gimpy to see how we're, we are now the number one search result on podcasts about the Gimpy Gimpy. I have screenshotted it. I'm not sure if it'll still be there. Much like the time where I had the number one best-selling book on Amazon, it was really critical that I screenshot it for the six minutes that I was the number one selling book on Amazon. But now that I have a screenshot of it, no one can deny that this was – no one can deny that either we have or had the number one podcast in this category and or I'm kind of okay with Photoshop. Either one of those is a compliment and reflects well on this podcast, so I will take either one. Yeah. Uh, well, so it's so good to know we're moving up in this world exactly. in some cases. Uh, all right. Well, should we jump into our first break? I think we shall. This episode is brought to you by Pingdom, the company who make website performance monitoring really easy. Everyone loves a fast website, and Pingdom are helping to keep your favorite sites online Netflix, Amazon, Spotify, Twitter, BuzzFeed, Slack. These are just a few companies who trust Pingdom to take care of their website monitoring. Websites can get pretty complicated, but you can monitor any site transaction with Pingdom. Stuff like user registrations, logins, checkouts, and much more. Pingdom care about your users having the smoothest site experience possible. And if disaster strikes, you'll be the first to know. It is super easy to get started. All Pingdom needs is your URL, and they'll take care of the rest. That's it. Go to pingdom.com slash RelayFM right now for a 14-day free trial with no credit card required. When you sign up, use code MATERIAL at checkout to get a huge 30% off your first invoice. Thanks to Pingdom for their support of this show and RelayFM. Okay, so this is what we were teasing you all about at the beginning of the episode, which is we have a lot of things to say about the Pixel 4. Um, My Pixel 4 is buried here somewhere on my desk. You know what? That's how I feel about it at this point. I I don't know if that's... Okay, it's not completely... came not to praise the Pixel 4, but to bury it under (laughs) cables and a couple of Pi 4s and a couple of Nest Cams and research uh, materials. No, it's actually, it's underneath my agenda book inside of this Tom Bin case that I've been carrying it in because like I said, I don't have a case for it. So 9to5Google has a review roundup, which we are going to link in the show notes so that you're just kind of, if you want to follow along and, and you know, see <laughs> what people have been saying about it so far, you can do that. Uh, again, I remind everybody out there that the phone has only been in the press's hands for about a week. So... Maybe maybe some of us special press have had it for a little longer than a week, but I mean I don't know I can't confirm that. We are still in the discovery phase, and by the time you yeah. hear this, that your YouTube uh, recommendations feed is going to be full of, hey, I got enough. Here's a full 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 video review of the phone that I that I received via FedEx about two hours ago and needed to get something out quickly. So yeah, so Andy. 
Andy and I are going to go through kind of a list of features and we're just going to we're just going to talk about how we feel about them. And we're kind of tackling this by themes. So the questions that you have, hopefully we will answer them for you in this next act. So and it's funny because, Andy, your first comment on our notes is, do we have comments to make? Which I'm like, <laughs> do we have comments to make? We do have comments to make. <laughs> I didn't want to presume. <laughs> I know. I'm just like, do I? I have things to say. <laughs> uh, so, Andy, I agree with you. The serious common complaint. I agree with you and also the other reviewers out there. For those who have done like a lab, lab-tested battery life kind of thing, because that's what we're talking about when we're talking about the reviews that are out right now, um, the consensus is that it the Pixel 4 does not last a full day without a recharge. Not a new concept for those of us Pixel users. Um, the Pixel 2 had problems making it through the whole day. That was a 2700 milliamp battery life. The Pixel 3 that I'm still using, I work from home and this thing needs a charge like before my husband gets home from work. Like that's that's incredible. Why? <laughs> Why? Like I'm not really doing anything with it except like checking in a couple times a day. That's a... I think that's like a 3,200 milliamp battery life in that one. The Pixel 4, the baby one, has a smaller battery. It has a 2,800 milliamp battery for a 5.8-inch display uh, versus the Pixel 4 XL, which has a 3,700 milliamp battery life. And from what I've read, the larger Pixel 4 is doing a bit better in terms of managing through the day, but that's if you're not like bumping that screen up all the way. It's if you're, you know, just kind of like keeping it low key. I'm not sure how this thing, how the Pixel 4 lasts throughout an entire day because I don't have a SIM in it, as I mentioned. But I did watch my Real Housewives of Orange County this morning. <laughs> I was writing emails. Um, and I, you know, when you're watching TV on a phone, you kind of like turn up the brightness cause you want to see what's going on. You turn up the sound cause you want to hear the screeching of these rich women doing things. And so it ate about 15, 20% battery life by the time I started with around 40. And when I went into like, you know, shut off the video and put the phone away, it was at about like 27%. So Okay, I kind of overestimated there. My math. Listen, I didn't do math. Um, yeah, it's not. It's not good, Bob. Yeah, it's. I. I'm. I might not be the best one to criticize it because I've long ago I sort of gave up on the idea. Gave up on any faith that any phone I ever use is going to last all day, with no regardless of how you define all day. Mm. Uh, it's because because I, I'm just. It's it's. My thoughts on it are that unless you unless you're really going to give me like eight hours of screen time like a day and the and using the camera a lot during the day is also not going to really dent it as it's not going to absolutely submarine uh, the battery that True. much, then there's very little difference to me if I have to attach it to a recharger at 430 or 730 because mm -hmm. at some point I'm going to have to like have that battery pack or that recharger somewhere in my bag. Mm -hmm. So I don't think it's a fatal thing. However, it is kind of disappointing that there is a smaller battery this year than last year. Um, it's a, it's a wonderfully light and compact feeling phone. I, I don't know what kind of, 
testing or metrics or standards Google has about what how does adding how, how many ounces can they add before certain users find it super uncomfortable to hold. Right. Um, but I've always been this. I'm, I like the idea of I'll, I'll trade off a little extra weight for another hour of, of battery life because you never know when I, I have been in that position where, okay, I'm now at like the last tick of battery and I absolutely need it to work for, let's say, 64 seconds when my train gets at the station. I need to call for an Uber because if I don't, I'm going to have to walk home three miles in the dark. <laughs> so I'm going to do whatever I can. To, like, I'm going to shut this whole thing down and I'm going to spend the rest of this hour long train ride, just staring, rereading the instructions on the emergency safety acts uh, beyond that, that pane of glass. You know, I know because, that. I know yeah. that life. So, so if I get, so if I get that extra <laughs> half hour, that's a very valuable half hour, but it's a, it's a bad year for that to happen. Given that one of the things that everybody seems to be praising about, uh, the iPhone 11, uh, especially the the Pro model, the, the bigger Pro model, is that it's my God, this thing almost lasts a day and a half. I almost forget like to recharge this thing. So yeah, bad. That's a that's a bad color on <laughs> on the Pixel 11, Pixel 4. That's not the first time yeah. I've said Pixel 11 because I'm writing my my iPhone 11 review okay. while I'm it's researching okay. the. Uh, it's you. okay. Don't worry. I, I've been looking up specs for like all the different Android phones. So I have like all these different numbers running around in my head right now, like freshly running around in my head, uh, just because I had to do like all the co- the comparison between them, which for those of you out there who are, uh, you know, diehard hardware buffs, I'm sure you're very interested in that sort of thing. But as it comes to with all these things, it's really usage and experience over numbers and terminology yeah. uh, at the end of the day. So speaking of which, face unlock, that is a thing. So I actually think it's been kind of controversial because we – so face unlock, for those who do not know, has nothing to do with the Sully chip. The Sully chip is specifically meant for the motion sense, which we will talk about. It just just uses Sully to tell the system, oh, by the way, the user is reaching for the phone, so you might want to light light up whatever you need to do the space unlock stuff. Yeah. Yes. A great distinction. Thank you, Andy. Uh, Which is a nice thing. That's a nice thing to have. Like you're reaching for the phone. The phone kind of lights up. It's like it's expecting you, you know, which is kind of nice. It's like when you walk into a house and the lights turn on immediately, you know, you're like, oh, this is really nice. But, uh, But you might feel weird about it when you think about some of the caveats that are associated. Um, now, before we talk about our experience with Face Unlock, I just I want to run through those caveats really quick. They actually are listed inside the Face Unlock settings panel. So when you go into it, if you have a Pixel 4, you will see the warnings from Googs saying, you know, your phone can be unlocked even if your eyes are closed. Your phone can be unlocked by an identical sibling. Uh, your phone. It should have goatee detection so it can tell you've got an evil dimension version of you. That's that's easy with the onboard with on with on device AI. That's fair. Uh, I forgot what the other one was just because I don't have the phone in front of me. But so, yeah, there's a couple of caveats on that end. So Google says it's working on that awareness sensing that we mentioned um, to arrive in the coming months. They recommend enabling the lockdown feature, which is a feature that was introduced, I think, uh, one or two Android versions ago, which requires a pin or password on the next unlock. This is also 
this is like really dark, but it's a good <laughs> thing to consider to know how to use lockdown in the unfortunate case of somebody's like trying to force you to unlock your phone, which I know sounds really scary, but let's be realistic here. Uh, the world is full of scary things. You can also go to the lock screen display settings uh, and enable show lockdown option, which will appear when you hit the sleep wake button, kind of making that easy to engage. Yeah, it's too it's too bad that lockdown isn't like built in on the the iPhone yeah. has a similar feature where it's just if you just click click the sleep wake button several times in a row, it'll just engage. Meaning that hmm. that meaning that uh, it will throw it will it will lock the phone and force it. Then it won't wake up again until you provide an actual passcode. It's also for in addition to the very very sad dangerous situations that Flo mentioned. You if you are. If you enter a uh, customs uh, border, if you mm. are approached by law enforcement, mm-hmm. it is a really good idea to enable <laughs> to disable anything biometric, whether it's fingerprint or face unlock, because at least in the United States, uh, we have the the Fifth Amendment. The, the the law is hysterically funny. So if you if your phone is locked down with a pin or a password, yes, they uh, the officer and the the courts cannot f- compel you to provide that password, or rather they you, you, they they might uh, there there might be an escalation in which you f- a judge basically gives you an order to unlock it, then you tell them to you know go go cut bait, and then you get sent to jail for contempt of court. But they can't because it's something that you know that you don't want to divulge. You have the right. Uh, by the Fifth Amendment to not uh, to not reveal that. However, the the, the courts have judged that uh, a fingerprint or a biometric like face scan that is not something that is just a physical thing. So they can force you to unlock your phone with a fingerprint. They don't need to go through all of those hoops in order to do that. As a matter of fact, they can also you know if they just decide that well here is this unconscious person. Uh, we need to unlock their at, at, at the side of this crime scene. We think they're involved. They can unlock your phone. Just grab your grab your finger, or as as a more practical thing, you might worry about uh, because of this because this uh, face unlock feature on the Pixel Four doesn't care if the if your eyes are open or closed. If you're if you're if I fall asleep on an Amtrak train and my phone is like right in front of me, someone could just take that phone and hold it up and unlock it, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna say uh, ruin my ruin my uh, my what the golf game uh, by mm. playing it and going to other stuff, but other things as well. So yeah, so if, uh, I, I wish this thing was was built in. You you have to you have to set it up by again going. Uh, into settings and lock screen display settings. At that point, if you press the power button, there'll be an additional option for lockdown when you press that. I mean, it's so it's worth noting the mo- the the face unlock is very fast. It's very instant. It's it super works. Fast, yeah. It works by so when you it like measures your face, it like pinpoints your jawline and all that. Um, I think there was a mention in. Sherlyn Lowe's Engadget review that she had done her registration with makeup on and had a hard time unlocking without her makeup on, mm. which is that's that's an interesting case. I registered my face like before bed, so I was all like creamed up. <laughs> you know, I wasn't <laughs> like I didn't have I didn't have any uh, makeup on. 
And it worked when I put makeup on like the other day, like it recognized me with like my bright red lipstick and everything. So I guess it's a thing to consider. Um, Andy, what's your experience been like with it? I mean, you're used to it on the iPhone too, right? Yeah. And the, just for reference on the iPhone, it, the damn thing just works. It's, I've never had it fail. The only time, the, uh, mm. the only time I managed to make it like my glasses on, my glasses off, bright sun, sun bright mm. sunlight, or just the darkness of my office. It's my, my hair is a mess. My hair is nicely. Okay. Who am I kidding? My hair is ne- never nicely combed, but theoretically, the only time I managed to get it to screw up, and this is not a joke, uh, a friend of mine was starring in Cats on Broadway at the time. <laughs> And so oh, I remember this story. Yep. So I registered his <laughs> I registered his face. He got into his full like cat's makeup with the with the wig and everything and the phone would not unlock, which I thought that I don't think that's something to complain about. I think that you you, uh, you it is easy to give the iPhone a mulligan on that. If you are in full cat's makeup, Meaning everything. So, yeah. Uh, I'm having some uh, – and this is – again, I have had this for a week, and I, I'm i not hitting that 100% of, uh, uh, positive rate with mm-hmm. uh, with face unlock. And it's kind of confusing me and it's kind of annoying me. I don't know how uh, – in this first phase of using it, I don't, I don't talk to any of my contacts like at the press at Google or engineers I know – who will tell me, oh, well, it doesn't, or you do, you have to use, use it this way, you have to do it that way. I think part of it is solely uh, not uh, telling the system that, oh, it's time to do face unlock, because I find it a lot more uh, consistent when I just, as I'm lifting up the phone, I flick on the wake button where it's now, remember, okay, I'll, I'll, I'm, I'm waking up, so I should do face unlock. Um, and the, damp- and the, 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 the bad thing is that, if you don't know that it's not working, it's super frustrating because there is you don't have to do anything physically. This is one of the things that when it's working makes uh, the Pixel's face unlock so attractive that on the iPhone it will unlock and then you have to flick flick the screen up mm-hmm. to to actually get at it. It is really cool to be able to lift up the phone and you're back at whatever screen what you're on uh, when the, when you put it down as if the thing was never locked to begin with. But the, the fact that you don't have to do anything physical in order to proceed to using the phone means that it's very discombobulating when you find that you're staring at this lock screen and you're not looking at uh, at your list manager app, and you're not looking at Twitter, you're not looking at Instagram, and you don't know, do I have to keep looking at this, or should I now do something? So uh, again, I don't. Uh, there's no. All I can all I can say is that at this point uh, in testing the, my the first uh, iPhone 10 with face unlocking, it was working perfectly fine. Uh, and I wasn't having these problems, so I'm I'm nearly at the point where I start to reach out and make questions, saying, "Did I register my face incorrectly? Should I re-register my face?" Uh, the, uh, oh, another thing we didn't talk about is that you have to realize that um, all of us got the when you when you when you order your brand new Pixel phone and you receive it like or buy, buy at the store Friday, Saturday, Sunday, whenever. Of course, like every phone, the first thing it does when it connects to Wi-Fi is looks for and downloads any system updates. So a lot of the comments that 
people have been making on on Tuesday or Wednesday were made before there was any or whatever code they had ready when this thing was boxed without any updates whatsoever. In the meantime, I think they was there was one update that came through actually with a special like update boxing. Hey, if you're reviewing this, we have a new update. Please uh, install this. So it's possible that they're 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 continuing to debug and improve things. I my usual policy is I'll give them two weeks after launch to get their act together. And I'm not going to, if it doesn't work properly at launch, so long as there was just this one patch, they didn't get out in time, but now it's done. That's fine. So I'm, I'm really hoping that either a, I, I forgot that I was wearing my cat's makeup when I registered my face for face unlock. And Oh, as soon as I re-register it without uh, my, my, my rumple tweezer makeup on, it will work just fine. Or that there'll be an update so that I really, this sort of thing, it has to be 100% all the time. Or if there is not, yeah. there has to be an obvious reason why, because there is nothing more. Uh, it's there. There are a lot of features and a lot of different devices that they, ha- if they don't work 100% of the time, you're just going to disable it because I can, I can much more easily get my brain into the habit of tapping in a passcode. If I know that here are the steps to, to looking at, to being able to take a picture with this camera, with this phone, number one, lift it up. Number two, type in this six, six number pin and boom, you're in. Yep. It can't be, there can't be a branching conditional in there. First, lift it up, wait to see if it unlocks. If it doesn't unlock, either wait some more or flip it up to type in your passcode. It's like I can't be making that decision because my brain is in I want to take a picture mode, not in I need to troubleshoot the problem of unlocking this phone mode. So like I said, I'm not going to make a conclusion yet, but if I, it will really disappoint me if by the time I write up my my review, it's still not working as easily uh, as well as uh, as what I've got on the iPhone 10. Oh, the, the only the only other thing is that that's, there's a problem I've been having with the with the first Pixel too. That for some I, I've not been able to find an answer to this. Sometimes uh, I'll try to like use the fingerprint reader and it will just it won't work. I'll say say password required for additional security, mm-hmm. and I'll have to type in the type in the pin. And I wish I knew what condition sets that off. Like, I have the same thing on the Pixel Four. I've been having to put in my yeah. pattern unlock a lot. And I don't again. I know that, like uh, for instance, with the uh, with the Apple Watch, for instance, it does something very clever. Where, of course, when you take it off the charger and put it on your wrist, it doesn't work until you, you know, type in your PIN. Right. But uh, but the it considers that it will trust your it will trust that you're you uh, forever. But in, until the next time you take off the watch, because who knows, someone might have taken it off of you and put it on someplace else. So if I have to type in the pin again, I can think, oh, that's right, because I did take it off to do the dishes. That's why I have to type in this pin. It would be kind of – it would not be okay, but it would at least be a lot easier if I know why I'm getting this error message or this, oh, I'm sorry, I'm going to ask I'm gonna ask for your, for your pin again. Because once again, it, this uh, face unlock is of limited brilliance if there is – Again, a conditional, a decision loop, where now the now the decision tree becomes lift up the phone. Does it? Do you see a warning message? Do you have to type in a pin? No. Then produce uh, from this branch. Move over to this. Wait to see if it unlocks for you. If it does not, that means that I will simply disable this feature and choose choose a passcode. It's like oh. Why, 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 why? I was so pleased and so excited for Face ID. And that, and that says nothing. That's not even touching the fact that only, what, five apps uh, actually support Face Unlock? So so if I were to use my – it's if I were to use my banking app, 
Uh, I my, can't my banking, use mine either. Yeah. Yeah. My, my banking app is on my Pixel One is is fingerprint unlock. One password is fingerprint unlock. All these other cool things. Where I, especially like a banking app where I have a super complicated password that is I I've never uh, I don't forget because it's really really impossible to guess. It's easy for me to change and easy from it's a more of a methodology of generating a long password than anything else. Uh, and but still, it's like I just want oh oh that's right I want to make sure that uh, before I like send this e payment I want to make sure I know what the balance is. And if I have to type in like 23 letters of numbers for, well, okay, if I, you know, if there's not enough money in the account, I'll get a text message, <laughs> which is not, which is not, which is not really leveraging the power of technology sufficiently, I think. That's fair. Uh, speaking of leveraging the technology to its abilities, uh, motion sense, not not exactly something to write home about. Uh, you know, hey mom, how's it going? I'm doing good over here. Uh, I'm waving at my phone. Not something that I would necessarily <laughs> inform my parents about. So the current available motion sense gestures are the ability to swipe across the screen back and forth to shuffle through songs which is cool, but as Andy found out uh, for one of our dear listeners, it doesn't work with some apps, including uh, Pocket Casts, our, our favorite <coughs> podcasting app. Uh, I don't know if we're allowed to say that, but but we said it. Uh, and of course, Andy, you had checked, and our friend Russell had said uh, they don't have a Pixel 4 yet to work on the feature, but if it can support Pocket Casts, they're going to make it happen. Um, of yeah. course, I would like to see it supported, you know, across the wave. That's why that's how the Google Assistant has been adopted uh, app wide, so to speak. Um, the other feature is like when you reach for the phone, it turns on, as we had mentioned. Yeah, that works. But it's like not as to me, it's not it's not a reason to buy the phone. It's, it's not sexy. Know, it's not it's not a it's it's, it's not a cool, party trick. But yeah. no, it's not a party trick. It's just a slight convenience feature. Um, it reminds me. It reminds me of what Motorola kind of did with some of its gestures and some of its abilities in its phones. It's like, well, that's really cool, and I'm glad that Motorola thought about that for its customers, but it's not something that you can hinge an entire marketing campaign on. Yeah, it's a, uh, it's a, uh, it. I like that's. Uh, it's actually the things I like most about Motion Sense, where it's, uh, it. The screen it will keep the screen off until you reach for it, and then the screen will come back on again. And it will uh, and the the ability to flip the thing over to silence it and do all these other cool little things that's fine. Mm -hmm. um, it's a little bit of a concern. Under we all understood that it would only support uh, some very simple gestures to begin with. That's what Google themselves said when they committed to it uh, for the Pixel Four a few months ago. But still. I'm not. I'm. I'm hoping that it's more than simply if I wave my hand from left to right, or if I wave my hand from right to left, and that will have various different effects. Um, I was even a little bit disappointed to find that uh, I was even in Google Play Music. I was not 100% in getting it to work with uh, track skip forwards, uh, track skip back, and because uh, I was just sort of like my open palm, just sort of like like a, like a, like Obi Wan trying to mm -hmm. get the stormtroopers to go to sleep. And when I took a look at it again, the demo little animation of how, how to use it 
Mm-hmm. Had the uh, had you holding your hand uh, like perpendicular to the screen as you wave it, so it's like you're karate chopping it. Only you're not going down; you're going across. And at that point, it worked almost completely flawlessly. So that's a, that's an example of again, am I doing it wrong? Or but still, I don't. Uh, it's it's not. A, it doesn't seem like a miraculous uh, sensing technology if you can throw it by the difference between a flat palm and the edge of a hand. So I'm, I, I've always said to myself and to other people when I'm uh, talking to it or when their people ask me about it is that it's going to be a really cool feature a year from now. It's not going to be a really cool feature until, uh, until a year from now when developers start supporting it. But it, yeah. it, this, this really does point out one of the eternal advantages of iPhones over Android phones that this is, this is Google's own manufactured phone. And Google supporting it with all kinds of software, and that Google has direct access to developers, but they really can't get developers to absolutely commit to jumping on board. They can ask, they can cajole, they can help, but whereas Apple, sometimes through coercion, but sometimes through just simply saying, this is going to be such a great feature, we're going to have face unlock, and we're going to have all these other things that are going to be working on this phone, and boy, if, if your app doesn't support it, you're going to look stupid compared to all the other apps that do support it. And that's why out of the box on day one, face unlock and other features that are kind of like that, they just work on pretty much the entire ecosystem. So boy, I hope we don't have to wait for for the cool things to happen. I hope we don't have to find a year from now that this is this is the cool thing that you demonstrate <laughs> the solely feature to other people for, but that's the only time you ever use it. That, that's more Samsung's thing. Yeah, right? Um, so that's motion sense. Again, not, you know, nothing to write home about. Uh, the camera. So the camera is a really, obviously, a really big deal. I don't see it as a huge upgrade in terms of what I had with the Pixel 3. Um, I had put a note here that I'm very meh about it. Not, I don't mean that in a bad way. I just mean that, like, well, I already got all this stuff with the Pixel 3. Like, I'm not feeling any sort of loss shooting things with the Pixel 3 versus shooting things with the Pixel 4. The astrophotography ability is really cool. It's really easy to engage. Uh, I find it way more user-friendly than going into, like, the LG G8 ThinQ, uh, which has manual settings and like setting all that up and, you know, like choosing my exposure and my shutter time and then kind of waiting for that to happen. This one, you just prop it up, use a smartphone tripod if you have one, or as they suggested, kind of prop it up against things and hit the button and night sight does the the computation for you. It figures out, oh, we are staring at a blank sky right now. Okay, let's go into this mode. We'll keep the exposure open. We'll take a longer shot. And it comes out. I am. I, I don't live in the wilderness. I live in the suburbs. So there's still a lot of uh, light pollution here that has been peeking through. But I like what I see so far. I see it working on par with what I've done with manual modes on other smartphones. And that makes me happy. But it's not a reason to buy the Pixel 4 because this is a feature that's coming to the Pixel 3. So eventually you'll get it. It's just a software update thing. It's not, it has nothing to do with the lens that's on there or anything. The thing that is special to the Pixel 4 is that telephoto lens. So the telephoto zoom, I believe, Andy, it's what, eight times? Eight uh, X in two, there? Two, it's two times optical, but digitally it can extend to eight times. So here's the here. Okay, that's an important thing that you said. 
opticals two times, digitals eight times. So that's where I'm getting the problem because what I'm zooming in all the way, I was trying to take a picture of Amtrak, an Amtrak train rolling through on the other side of the water. You know, it was like coming through the hills. In my line of sight, what I'm seeing with my eyes, I'm like, wow, what a beautiful like depiction of just like where I live. Like here's the water and the birds are in here and you can hear some seals and like there's Amtrak in the distance and you can kind of hear it at night, which comforts us, comforts us all. And it's just there among the hills. And I tried to shoot it and it looks just like that. It looks like this digital zoomy software aided zoom. That's just, it's not crystal clear. It's, it's a blurry train. Um, I tried to use the zoom with a worm. <laughs> we, I went, my husband likes to pick up, uh, newts and salamanders and worms around here, you know, when it gets wet and it, uh, they're small. So I was like, okay, this is a good thing for me to test the zoom on. Again, that digital zoom comes into play and you're like, why am I using this? Like if it's digital, it just doesn't seem like, why am I bothering? And the 2X, I guess, is cool. I like the fact that you could zoom into text and it'll come out nice and clear. You can kind of see like far ahead what's going on. But I'm not I'm not impressed with the telephoto zoom. And I don't, if I hadn't had the review unit in my hand, I probably would have been like, eh, you know what? I'm okay without it. I, I was really impressed with it. I think that part of it is, that, and again, we're talking about it on the Pixel 4, not necessarily yes. on, on, on previous models. Uh, they call it the super zoom feature. That's the one mm-hmm. where they're adding extra like machine learning, computational photography, mojo, where as you're zooming, you can't help but like sort of like jitter the camera a little bit. And it uses that motion to try to fill in the fill in the mix, mm-hmm. missing pixels a little bit. And like one of, the, uh, one of my first... Really, 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 really pleasing, pleasing to me, satisfying to me photos uh, was in New York the first night, I first day I had it, in which I just took like a, I noticed that uh, way, way like 10 blocks down the street, there was, it was, the sun was setting and a couple of the taller buildings were still being hit by beautiful orange sunset and the rest of the street was like in shadow. And so not really expecting much, I zoom, 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 way in, like all the way to the max eight times. Uh, to frame, like, again, just the tops of these two buildings, took the picture, and I'll be damned. It looks like a re- – it looks like, let's say, a, uh, the detail is not as good as what you'd get with, like, a real, like, eight-time eight, eight zoom, of course. But it doesn't look like it was uh, blown up pixels or anything like that. It looks like, let's say, a six-megapixel camera with a actual eight-times optical lens on it. And I had – the next thing I did was, like, go all the way back out – uh, to like the to one X and take another picture just to verify that oh my god that's just like this tiny tiny little section in the middle and there's so many my, my usual uh, when I'm in photo geek mode my usual mm-hmm. lens to walk around with is the equivalent of a seventy to three hundred millimeter zoom and I just love this zoom lens because <laughs> well because is that what it, you use to shoot Annie <laughs> Annie Annie Leibovitz oh yeah no absolutely. <laughs> Did you forget, Andy? <laughs> it's okay. I know I, it's been a week. I, I, it's been a I, week I, always refer, I always think of her as Ms. Leibovitz because I'm not worthy to okay, be on a first name basis. With her. But yeah, enough. but no, but that, that's that's exactly it because you're you're like ten rows back 
But so long as people aren't standing up with their stupid little crummy phones that can't even take a good picture anyhow, you wind up with like this really nice, like tightly cropped mm-hmm. picture. So I'm used to like uh, I'm used to using zoom like telephoto lenses. And I was uh, after taking that picture I was doing I was I sort of uh, <laughs> my mind sort of changed a little bit to, well, why don't I just like take pictures as though this is a telephoto zoom and uh, it's not it's not just uh getting a tighter shot of like your kid playing soccer or whatever it's like uh, a telephoto does things to the image like i uh, i to illustrate it i tweeted another picture of like a jack-o-lantern on a neighbor's porch one of which was done like with the normal lens just super filling the frame by getting super super mm-hmm. close to the pumpkin the other one with like probably two times zoom maybe three it wasn't really that that big zoom but the difference is that uh, the on the on the wide angle version of it, like the face is all distorted and it looks like it's like ten feet away from like the side of the house, whereas the telephoto version looks like a sort of a normal picture. And if you're taking pictures of people, again, maybe you don't want that super distortion wide angle lens. Maybe you want to step back and use the telephoto. So it's 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 something it's something to talk about, particularly when uh, one of the nicest features of the iPhone 11 is. Uh, they've added a super wide lens, even to the cheap one, even to the $699 one that competes with the Pixel 4 nothing. And boy, that's fun to shoot with because you can get the, the, you, the, the problem is that you can always crop a picture tighter or use digital zoom if you're too far away. But if, if you're taking a picture of the people who are, you're out to dinner with, uh, with your, your friends and not everyone can get in the picture, at some point you can't back up any farther. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you have to either do a panorama or you just have to decide whoever whoever two or three or four people you like the least or you think you know let's let's be honest those two that relationship is not going to last those two they're probably hanging on the thread of divorce anyway let's get them get oh the my ex, God. get the future exes <laughs> okay you know what we're all thinking it i'm just saying it okay <laughs> So just put the X's like on the outside, crop them out anyway. What, what you know, you're, it'll save you some time later. They'll be thanking you later on. But yeah, so but uh, so I really wish that this thing had a super wide uh, lens in addition to the Tele. The, when, and the iPhone isn't the only one that's added a, a, a super wide lens. Maybe we'll see that on the uh, Pixel Five. But uh, it, but the telephoto is super 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 good, and it's not it's not like it's not like a nothing feature. So. But over, overall, I'm really happy with the pictures it's taking. I'm still trying to. Fi- I'm still figuring out how well it works. Uh, I'm still trying to remind myself that just let the camera do the work. Don't. It, ha- it has that nice split uh, exposure view where instead of just adjusting the brightness up or down, you can adjust the brightness of the darks or the brightness of the, of the brights, which gives you a lot of control. And I, I think that every time I've come up with a really bad picture, it's because. I decided to be, I'm going to use human logic and my human artistic eye. Like, Andy, just let the camera take the picture. And then, you know, you're not smarter than than $80 million worth of engineering. Just let the camera take the picture, (laughs) huh? Okay, and now I think this is a great time for us to take a little, quick little break. And then we'll jump into a little more Pixel 4 talk. This episode is brought to you by Linode. With Linode, you can instantly deploy and manage an SSD server in the Linode cloud. And you can get a server running in just seconds with your choice of Linux distro, resources, and node location. It doesn't matter if you're working on your first server or deploying a complex system, Linode are the folk to go to. They offer the fastest hardware and network with outstanding customer support if you ever need help. 
and it's super easy to launch a Linode cloud server. And their block storage is available in Newark, Fremont, Dallas, Atlanta, Frankfurt, London, and Singapore, and soon to be released in Tokyo. Version 4 of Linode's RESTful API is out of beta and includes an officially supported Python CLI. And right now, Linode are hiring! If you want to learn more and check out what they're looking for, just go to linode.com careers. Linode has pricing options to suit everybody. Their plans start at 1 gigabyte of RAM for just $5 a month, and they offer high memory plans starting with 16 gigabytes of RAM. And Linode have a special offer for you. As a listener of this show, you can go to linode.com slash material and use promo code material2019 to get $20 towards any Linode plan. On the one gigabyte of RAM plan, that is four free months. And with a seven-day money-back guarantee, you have nothing to lose. Give Linode a try today. That's linode.com slash material and promo code material2019 to learn more, sign up, and make the most of that $20 credit. Our thanks to Linode for their support of this show and all of Relay FM. Okay, now we need to talk about that 90 hertz display. I don't know that I notice it. Yeah, <laughs> I don't me know too. what that says about me as a person. Um, uh, I didn't notice it on any of the OnePluses. I will say, though, that my husband has noticed it being he's like a avid mobile gamer. I mean, he plays those mobile games that they have yeah. like esports competitions for. <laughs> so, yeah, he's, you know, he's into it. Um, the higher now, frame rate helps with the fragging that's going on. Yeah, well, it's, it helps with all the sprites that are running at the same time, I guess. <laughs> um, so fun little fact that like came out late yesterday, which um Sadly, I missed until like this morning when I got resurfaced in my Twitter feed. So it turns out that the Pixel 4 only switches to its high frequency 90 hertz display mode when the screen brightness is at 75% or higher. So that might be why I haven't really noticed it. Yes, because when you got this like two AA cell battery in this thing, you're probably not spending a lot of time with this brightness as, as high as you can get it. Yeah. Right. Uh, so it was spotted by Android developer Brian Sefcik. And I apologize if I uh, butchered your last name, Brian Sefcik. It's uh, spelled S-E-F-C-I-K for anybody who would like to Google that on their own. And it was confirmed by uh, XDA developer editor-in-chief Michelle Rahman. So as it is, the Pixel only uses this high-power consumption screen mode when it's useful, like when you're scrolling, which I have to say, I have noticed a smooth scroll in, in between because I do a lot of reading at night before I go to bed. I like read through all my dear prudence and care and feeding uh <laughs> columns and but that means that if you have the screen brightness turned down the screen is at that 60 hertz again maybe you might not notice it so you can set the screen refresh rate to 90 hertz permanently in the developer settings thank you andy for including this in the notes we're going to teach you all how to hack your phones yes. so <laughs> Oh, be sure, be sure, be sure to put on like your 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 black leather vinyl and your indoor shades, and call yourself a name that absolutely no one else calls you, even though you would keep reminding them. No, no, no. My name is Sim Mindor. Okay, okay, Gary. <laughs> what what, do, what what does Sim Mindor want on his pizza? 
pepperoni. But yeah, uh, I have to say, hack, Hackers remains one of my favorite movies, even though it is incredibly misogynist in a lot of ways and problematic. Oh, but okay, in two, the 90s. Two, two asides, and I'm, uh, I'm again, I'm gonna have to play my uh, my irrelevancy card. Number one, uh, the, one of the original Dear Prudence uh, columnists. Uh, was yes. is a good friend of mine, known her for years. Uh, and number two, <laughs> and, and uh, uh, oh God, I forgot what the number two was. Oh well, I, hey, it finally hackers. worked. We're I, I finally, hackers. oh yes, hackers. Yeah, that that was hysterically funny because I saw it in a, I saw it in like an actual like professional movie reviewer movie critic screening room. Uh, it was actually like. Uh, and uh, that uh, no, no, I wasn't reviewing the movie. I was just you know just hanging there. out with my, my my friend who was like a, a movie critic in Chicago, and I was like, and of course, all they're all in there, and they're like taking their little notes, and they're just, of course, there's no audience reaction because they're, and I'm like. <laughs> And their lines like, <laughs> and 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 like when the two hackers hackers are trying to impress each other, like, oh, I see you have the new Model Twelve laptop. And, yes, it it has more RAM, which makes it faster. And, I, <laughs> and then and and then and almost every single thing they're doing, and like, and we go out to lunch afterward. And I think I scared the hell out of him because I'm telling him, okay, look, if you want, if you want to change the traffic lights there, you don't go into the one magical computer in the city that it controls everything. What you do is you mount oh, a no. light at the top of the uh, top of your oh, vehicle no. that tr- that tricks that light into thinking that uh, that's how ambulances and fire department fire vehicles say that's how you do that. Then they'll, oh yeah, okay. First of all, if you don't want to be traced, you're not going to just clock to. Blah, blah, blah. And I I I must have come across as this oh, this intense like urban terrorist because i know okay look if you want to shut down the, the power grid now first of all like i i don't want to shut down the power grid it concerns me that you know how to shut down the power grid anyway so we all I've, back I've, yeah so anyway so hackers is i should i should really buy it because I, the two most the two most wonderful experiences i've had in an actual movie theater with an audience like watching a bad movie would be hackers Chiefly because it was like me for like two hours trying mm-hmm. to not disrupt everybody else, mm-hmm. but then also uh, I I went to uh, Rensselaer Polytechnic Institute, which is like mm-hmm. a real super nerd school, uh, and one of the movies like at the student union was Space Camp. <laughs> so and imagine like you know aeronautics and, and like space engineers <laughs> so, well, laughing at it was like the most hysterically funny thing anyway okay i'm sorry well we now we now return you to our state of normal relevancy Her regularly scheduled programming uh yes, is my act- fault act- i mentioned act- hackers act- i kind of act- knew that would happen yeah i'm sorry you you, you activated a, a, an I, area of joy for me and so, I had to sometimes i try to see like what ha- if i mention certain things like what will happen and so you can all you can all it's that's me i did that so I if you want to <laughs> if you want to enable the developer settings, uh, for those who don't know, in the settings you go to th- you go to system and you keep tapping the build number. Uh, I think it's like seven or eight times. Eventually, it'll tell you you are so and so taps away from becoming a developer, just like everyone <laughs> you want it to be. So keep going until it tells you that you're a developer, and then officially your developer card will arrive in the mail. Uh, you can just you could start making apps. You, you don't can... have to wear the hat, but if nope. you're at a meeting, you're going to need to be wearing the hat because they'll make yeah. fun of you. Exactly. Believe me, you don't make that mistake twice. Exactly. Uh, and then you'll have the developer options appear under system. 
And then you'll be able to go in there and tap the force 90 hertz refresh rate. So if that's something you want to do and you want to blow through the already measly battery life that the yeah. Pixel 4 has, enjoy. Enjoy your life. That's that. That's your choice. It's a free country. I did enable it. And just like you, it's like, okay, I suppose if I were to uh, like shoot this with a video camera and then play it back at low speed, I can, it doesn't feel like, it doesn't feel worse, but I'm, I'm definitely going to be switching that back on. But there are some, but there are some extra cool features in dev settings. I haven't done that yeah. in a while. I, I, this is this is why I love Android. Again, this, we I talked earlier about a thing that is institutionally a great feature of the iPhone that the Android will never have. One, but one of the, in reverse is if you, what what if you want to just uh, unlock the bootloader of the phone so you can replace it with something else, or sometime in the future when at, when uh, Google stops uh, providing system updates, use sideload other updates. Like okay, well we're probably gonna have to custom wire a dongle to it and put it into exploration. Well, no, in the developer option you just there's a switch called OEM unlocking, mm-hmm. and you just unlock it, and it will tell you that oh by the way you'll be disabling pretty much every security feature we have that keeps your phone safe but you know what you did spend 800 to to 1500 for this phone and you are an adult or at least you know you know and you would not have been able to get to this magic button had you not done this incredibly like non-guessable thing to get into developer mode anyway we're going to just trust that you know what you're doing and that you're going to take you'd much rather take responsibility for making your phone awesome than simply be told by a trillion dollar company that I'm sorry, we can't allow you to change the launch, the app launcher. We simply won't, we won't have it. We won't have it. This is for your own good. So I'd like to finish this off. <laughs> With this amazing song that I'm playing right now from the pixel four. You must all be wondering what is Speaking she slow motion. <laughs> Imagine David Hasselhoff right now. I don't know. Can you guys hear that bass? <laughs> yeah, this, this the, 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 the I'm really I'm really pleased. I'm really pleased with the speaker in this thing. I know the speakers are great. This song sounds so was, good right I was now. Like surprised. I'm just you're peering this through the mic, and I've got a pretty good mic, so and you know. And now Jim, this is the portion. Jim, sorry, Jim. <laughs> Jim, we this again. I got the I got the wrong track there, and we we and we were all going to really enjoy this. Yeah, I listen. So I've been binge watching Baywatch because I I put a hold on nine hundred two and because I'm waiting for my favorite podcast to come back, and I don't want to jump ahead in the series. So <laughs> I've been I needed something else cheesy in nineties to like fulfill my time and Baywatch has been doing that. So that song has been stuck in my head for like weeks. And I've been binge watching it on the Pixel 4. And I remember putting it on. I was watching it with my husband and I'm like, man, the speakers on this are really good. That song sounds great. Like <laughs> Yeah, well if you if 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 you're gonna do like eighties cheesy I'm going to. Uh, uh, that, that was 90s. Thank you very much. Okay. Well, it was it was honorary 80s cheesy, but it made me think of. Here we go. Ready? Get ready for yes. this. Yes. 
every European household's favorite song, by the way. Do you, do you feel your hair like fluffing out as we listen to this? Yes. Do you feel your pants tightening? Well. Do you feel yourself unnecessarily adding scars to like your elbows and your knees? It must sound really good in person. But don't you, don't I like you how feel I raise like my a, voice even like though I'm a knight like on the clad in shiny chrome armor galloping across the misty glens to save a woman who, even though you're in like shiny period correct sort of armor, she's in some sort of like gladiatorial bikini sort of thing? Don't you feel like that's that's yeah? So I just yeah. imagine a lot of European spandex and cigarette smoke in the crowd. But again, <laughs> raising a European family. These are the things that I associate with the final countdown. Uh, but hey, t- both take- sound both sounds sound great on the Pixel Four. The, t- the, the, the takeaway <laughs> is that yes, it's a it's like it was almost distractingly good because I was I was listening. To, uh, I think I was listening to music because I hadn't I I had intended to send it to like my uh, uh, my uh, my uh, my Google Max speaker mm-hmm. and before wait a minute that that's actual bass. What where the hell is it getting bass from? So yeah, I'm, that was a very pleasant sort of thing. Yeah, that's a, it. Has so much bass. It sounds so much better than listening to music on the Pixel Three. You know, sometimes when I'm doing my makeup, uh, you know, I'm getting ready to go out, and I just don't want to like deal with casting something to the speaker in my room, and, or maybe I want to just hear a podcast and just have it like play locally right there, like next to where all my stuff is. And I tell you, the Pixel 4, if you decide to upgrade to the Pixel 4 and audio from the phone is something that matters a lot to you, I would say that that is like the number, the number one thing to look forward to. Can I, can I, before, before we end our conversation Mm -hmm. about the Pixel 4, Mm -hmm. can I, I just feel as though we have a responsibility to say, just because this phone has really nice audio Mm-hmm. And we're saying it has really nice audio. If you're in a public space or even worse, on a subway or a commuter train, and you think, hey, I'll just watch this video without headphones by blasting out the sound, don't do that. you're still a jerk. Yeah. You're still getting thrown out. Maybe if we're nice at the next station stop, but maybe we'll just, like again, use that safety axe, punch out a window, and just throw you out. And I, it's there, there are some things that. Don't they make you think that this this is one of the identification marks of a psychopath, isn't it? That you don't understand that, <laughs> or someone you're, very you're rude. Play- no, I see. I'm not. I'm not saying that we should check this person's crawl space for like dead, missing neighborhood pets. But I'm saying that there has to be something fundamental in your makeup that says that I do, I don't recognize all of these meat bags around me as humans mm-hmm. they are all i'm in a video i'm playing a video game and these are all npcs where i'm not nothing i do will possibly disrupt any of these people because they're not people then right like, then uh, anyway so i'm just i'm just saying that there are just times where it's not the worst behavior i've seen in public but i've seen it a lot and every time i'm like really and 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 there usually it's a, usually it's a phone that doesn't have like good speakers. It's more like and 
and that's all you can listen. I've uh, the number the number of times I have put my earbuds in with dis, with visible disgust, hoping this person will notice to say, "Yes, I was prepared to simply be alone with my thoughts, but apparently you decided that nobody on this train should be alone with mm-hmm. their thoughts." And I didn't remember voting for that, but I guess you have all the votes. <sighs> But again, they have no soul, so they're not going to notice that I'm annoyed. And I'm, <laughs> oh, that they're again, wow, wow, isn't that isn't that cool? They have one of those NPCs over there. The 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 developers actually having it like putting on headphones, like a normal, actual, real living human being would. That's interesting. That's a nice touch. That's a nice touch. Well, today's episode, obviously, we are running a little long because we just had so much to say about the Pixel Four. But that kind of we're putting a pin in it. That that's how Andy and I feel. Yes, we're we're just so we know that like a lot of you are close to they. You, if you haven't pre-ordered, you might be pulling the trigger on an upgrade that you've been planning for a while. So yeah, none of, the, none of these are based on what we would spend a month researching and then a, a week writing. But mm-hmm. these are what we're this is the stuff we're feeling after about a week, and these are the stories that we've read that we thought maybe we should pass that along. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, and now I think we're gonna pass you all along to another quick break. And then we're going to finish you off with a couple of uh, interesting news stories. And that's what you have to look forward to. So stay tuned. This episode of Material is brought to you by Kensington, the people who make universal docking stations that are designed to increase productivity. You can get access to more ports and make your sleek MacBook, Chromebook, or other laptop as powerful as a desktop. It's plug-and-play with no drivers, so you can enjoy up to dual 4K display with HDMI and DisplayLink video connectors, plus USB 3.0, USB-C, and Thunderbolt 3 with power delivery available. The Kensington Engineering team has three decades of experience in high-volume manufacturing of hardware IT products, plus rigorous test cycles and quality control. That all means that their products are tested above industry standards. If you're an IT decision maker looking to find the right docking solutions for your organization, check Kensington's Pro Concierge program and test drive a docking solution today. Visit kensington.com slash material right now to check out Kensington. That's kensington.com slash material to learn more. Our thanks to Kensington for their support of this show and all of Relay FM. Okay, so we're going to talk, we're switching gears here now. We talked about how much we loved <laughs> the Google product that just got launched. We loved it. Maybe you want to upgrade to it. Cool. But let's also remind you that there are a lot of workers at Google who, uh, you know, work for an employer that. It's time maybe... for it's time for us to slip the iron fist from the its velvet glove. So, uh, okay, let's let's just get into it because yes. we are running long. So, Google uh, Google attempted to shut down a unionization meeting this week, which kind of upset some of its employees. Now, this is a story from Vox that posted it on Monday this week. And this actually happened at the Google offices in Zurich, Switzerland. Uh, this is actually Google's largest headquarters in Europe uh, and one of the world's largest headquarters. So just to kind of take that into consideration, it's home to 2,000 employees who work on products like Google Maps, YouTube, and Gmail, all things that we use on the daily, I'm sure. Andy and I definitely using Gmail here, right, Andy? Or or on the D, as we youths 
refer to mm, it. Mm, 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 mm. Uh, so from the Vox article, which we will link in the show notes, the talk titled Unions in Switzerland was led by two representatives from a Swiss media and telecoms union called Syndicom and organized by Google employees. Last Wednesday, so we're talking about last week, Google's site leadership team attempted to stop the event by sending out an email announcing that it would be canceled according to an email reviewed by Recode. In the email, Google said it was canceling the meeting because the company prefers to only host events on the topic, organized in partnership with Google's site <laughs> leadership team. It's also worth noting that this is all happening the week of the Made by Google event, uh, happening, what, like 2,000 miles away in New York, so... Lovely so, synergy so, here. So if you're hoping to like go to the Google store and have like that Apple store experience where Google employees are lined up in t-shirts applauding you as you enter in to buy your that's probably not happening, at least not in at least not in Zurich. Mm-mm. So uh, Google leadership wrote in a note that it would host its own talks about labor laws and employee <laughs> rights that bring, quote, a diverse set of presenters and perspectives, unquote. <laughs> That upset many Google employees, both inside and outside the Zurich office, who told Recode the company has been trying to block them from hearing unfiltered information about workplace organizing. That's 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 pretty <laughs> darn clueless. It's like, of course, we the, the the employees don't say hi, management overlords of us all. Could you help us with all? We want a balanced. Could you provide us with a balanced menu of information about organizing so that we can so that we can bargain against you, negotiate against you collectively and successfully? It's like no, you you. you it's not you. This is this is way worse than like adults, adult chaperones dancing with the kids at like high school homecoming. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. You, most people. This isn't cereal, know folks. That, this isn't yeah. breakfast. It's this, not this a balanced you. breakfast. <laughs> this isn't about you. This is about them who are upset with you. And I know that makes you feel hurt that they don't want to like. Uh, okay, sorry. It's just so, so clueless. Yeah. On So then on Friday of last week, Google's site leadership team followed up in an email to Zurich staff with more details about the three talks it plans to host in lieu of the original worker-led event. The email stated that for the first talk, representatives from several Swiss unions, including the original one invited to speak, Syntacom, were all invited to speak in conversation moderated by Google management. In defiance, Google employees met in conference rooms instead an organizer of the original canceled meeting responds, Googlers are smart enough to recognize this is this for what it is. An irrational fear of anything that could possibly lead to systemic change. Ouch. Wow. Yeah. Uh, the note went on to explain how employees in Zurich are uniquely vulnerable because the, quote, vast majority, unquote, are not Swiss citizens and could get kicked out of the country if they lose their job at Google. And because Switzerland has relatively fewer labor protections than other European countries, this, again, could yeah. lead us into a whole conversation about how these things are complicated in the EU because of the varying jurisdictions. But it is, you know, kind of the same here in the United States because uh, labor labor practices actually differ by state than they do federally sometimes. So it's all it's it's all whatever it is. But I just want to shout out to the Google employees who are uh, who are getting together and you know, trying to enact change. I think it's an important thing to note that this is going on internally in Google while we're all kind of celebrating and lauding these new products. It's not to say that these things are uh, mutually exclusive. It's uh, it's just important to note that this is uh, this is a big movement happening in tech. And um, 
it'll be interesting to see how how Google employees lead the pack. Yeah, it's and it's interesting that we don't. I don't think any other company um, has been in the news quite so much about uh, how vocal the employees are and mm-hmm. what they're doing internally to enact change. Mm-hmm. And uh, you don't hear about this at Facebook from Facebook. You don't hear about this coming from Apple. Mm-hmm. It's possible that the problems that are happening at Google are far more serious than or uh, or, or that maybe workers at Amazon are way more brainwashed <laughs> than their counterparts at uh, uh, at Google. But it's interesting that this is something that we do keep hearing about. I, I, and I'm not saying here that Google must have a much bigger problem than any other company. Yeah. But it's interesting that it it points to uh, there is an I. It, it seems as though there is an idealized part of the culture that says that yes, people are expected to think and their people mm-hmm. and they're expected to talk about things and discuss problems. Uh, and maybe that's just the ideal and it doesn't really come through. We want you to talk about it. We just don't want you to ask us to actually do anything about it as mm-hmm. management. But it, it's uh, – it's there are a lot of th- times you don't hear about uh, the internal strife and the internal pressures inside a company until it collapses or until somebody really big who has a very, very big audience leaves and their NDA expires. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I hope they solve this. I know I, I myself feel as though you don't you, you don't get rid of a smell in a room by keeping the windows closed. You got to let fresh air in, uh, yeah. and the more attention that is paid to complaints about employees, uh, which are myriad inside all tech companies, and uh, Google is no is not exclusive to this, the more chance you have of actually solving the problem. If only because. It mean, it's not something that you can cover up. It's something that shareholders are going to bring up. It's something that regulators are going to bring up. Uh, and so uh, uh, I'm not – we'll continue to talk about this stuff. But it's much harder on Apple uh, Apple or Amazon podcast, I think, to talk about, well, we're going to conjecture about uh, – oh, no, actually, okay. Amazon, we have <laughs> we're warehouse workers who are essentially the <laughs> – the 19 teens coal miners of the 21st century. So we'd have to, we could do that too, but (laughs) Uh, (laughs) shall we put the, the steel fist back into the velvet glove? Yeah. For our last story. Yeah. Let's leave you all on a, on a fun, exclusively nerdy note. Maybe not exclusively, but that wasn't the right word. But anyway, Google claims quantum supremacy computing milestone. So this has kind of been making the rounds at a couple of different blogs. Now, quantum supremacy, it's a quantum computer that performs a task that would be impossible to perform on a classical computer. So news about this leaked a few weeks ago, but the research paper published today in Nature magazine makes it official news. The team formulated a problem that would specifically be easy for a quantum computer, but terrible for a conventional one. Google's quantum computer solved it in 200 seconds, and they claim a classical, quote, state-of-the-art, unquote, computer would require at least 10,000 years to do it. That's a lot of lifetimes for us for us Imagine, uh, imagine having humans. Being, being an engineer, being like a, an operator or, or an engineer who contractually is required to reproduce so that 
you're 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 you don't oh get pe- God, so that succeeding generations take over the job that you're creating those poor children too they'll have to like they can't do anything else with their life just because like you well, started see, see maybe maybe this would be like a uh, like a version of royalty because okay the downer of mm. by the way you know before you sign this contract you realize that a you're gonna have to have kids you can you can adopt if you want but you're gonna have to like raise kids mm-hmm. and at least one of those kids you're gonna have to train to do your job and you're gonna have to do that for several right. generations on the plus side for 10,000 years at least one of one of your children grandchildren great-grandchildren will have a job and benefits unless 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 they're a contract worker which would suck but like <laughs> I, that would I'm not saying that that would be an, an immediate yes I'm saying that you have to consider that that yeah. 401k you'll get dental you'll get a $500 a year allowance for like uh, mm-hmm. eyeglasses but and that for 10,000 years one of well actually also uh, if they're the head of the household they'll be on the group plan mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. their children so that would be not a bad it would probably be one of the things that when you give the orientation to your kid that you've chosen maybe I don't know if it's the would be the firstborn or whether you choose one but when you say when you walk and you say but again it's it's a it's a good life it's not a, to know that things are set up for you and things are working, but but you realize that you're gonna be uh, you're gonna be have a steady job and all of your family will have really nice looking teeth, and that's why that's the legacy Just to you. Watch a computer, uh, make solve math problems. Um, from I'm the sorry, New York <laughs> from the New York Times article, the original Wright flyer that's spelled W R I G H T. Yes, we're talking about the Wright brothers. Was not a useful airplane, said Scott Aronson, a computer scientist at the University of Texas at Austin, who reviewed Google's paper before publication. But it was designed to prove a point, and it proved a point. So, that's why, proven a point. Yeah, that, that's why, like the the the, the first uh, the, the first man's excuse me the first crewed space mm-hmm. flight. It's not as though Yuri Gagarin did anything that was really culturally or is the fact that this was the first time that this had ever been done and everybody would recognize that history of this field would be split into the time before human being had been in space and the time after humans had been into space. And so for quantum computing, quantum supremacy, coming up with a problem that could not possibly be solved by anything other than a quantum computer was, has always been not necessarily a grail, but this would be the before time. This would be the after time. And lots of different, lots of different companies were hoping that they would be the first to claim quantum supremacy. And one of the chief challengers to that IBM says that, well, they, they Google really didn't do achieve quantum supremacy. Um, this, uh, like we said earlier, that uh, this story kind of leaked out. The paper like leaked out about a month ago. Mm-hmm. Like it only it only just published today as as we're recording. Uh, and even then, IBM was saying they they've now come up with a, a blog post on the official IBM research blog, saying that well, okay, we now have seen the paper and the problem that Google says they solved could have easily been handled by a classical computer. They're basically saying nerds to this idea that it would take ten thousand years. So they're qu- quoting the blog post, we argue that an idea ideal simulation of the same task can be can be performed on a classical system in 2.5 days mm-hmm. and with far greater fidelity this is in fact a conservative worst case estimate and we expect that with additional refinements the classical cost of the simulation can be further reduced 
So okay. they're saying that you you created this the, the, the Google's paper in itself says that we created a problem specifically to achieve quantum supremacy. We didn't just find something lying around. We actually created something that we knew just just like like if if I'm terrified of snakes and Flo knows that uh, Flo is not terrified of snakes and she wants to make sure that she can beat me at some sort of like road race. All they have to do is basically say we we set a course <laughs> that involves crawling through a tunnel full of snakes. It's like, okay, well, first of all, you're in much better shape than I am. You could probably beat me without anything. But nonetheless, ain't no way I'm going through no tunnel for, for those snakes. <laughs> that IBM IBM is basically saying that you know you didn't you basically decided to define classical computer in a way that could have, would would allow you to say it would take ten thousand years, but we could build a computer that could do this in just a couple of days. So it's, it's great. It's great to see nerd fight nerds fighting. Uh, right? Because they're speaking on such a high level that I can barely understand what they're talking about. I I understand the parameters of what the claim is and what the protest is about, but this is all going to be done with fisticuffs of higher math. That is the reason why I did not even come close to being a math major. Went in that RPI once we once we got into matrix math, it was like. Bleh. <laughs> aren't we going to learn how to program in hyper's kuiper card <laughs> uh well that's that's what we wanted to leave you all with uh to think about think about these massive supercomputers um until next week when andy and i return here at the material podcast have a happy should, wait, Andy, we should probably tell people where to find us okay. before we go. Yeah, I know. We're really eager to, like, let them go. But, you know. I, I miss I misread where you're going with that. No, no. Yeah, no. I'm going to keep people here as long as I possibly can. Because we enjoy having this, like, between, like, what we're talking about before we start the show. I don't want to be exactly. alone. I don't want to be alone. Exactly. It's like, this is two hours, which I get to talk with a good friend of mine. <laughs> And after this, I'm gonna have to go back to like reading. I've got uh, to. I've got radio on Friday, which means that I I do actually have about well, three hundred pages. Why you tell us if of, you're gonna be on the radio yes, on yes. Friday? So what, one of my one of my uh, usual Friday high tech hoop to do's is going to be once again uh, this Friday on WGBH mm-hmm. uh, at 1.20 in the afternoon, and we're broadcasting live from time. the Boston Public Library studios. Mm-hmm. So if you're in Boston and you want to. Uh, see what I look like while I'm trying to make it sound as though I'm coming up with all these facts off the top of my head and not off of a set of notes that I created for myself the night before. Uh, and also have a cup of coffee and a cookie while doing it. You'll have to pay for the coffee and the cookie. This is a cafe with a studio attached. Uh, come on down. Uh, the show The show starts at 11. I'll be on at around 1.20. Uh, and if you don't want to have a coffee and a cookie and see me gesture with my hands, you can just uh, stream it live or later on at WGBHnews.org. Lovely. See, Andy, I want you to be able to tell everybody that you're doing this week. Uh, by the way, I told... I'm leaving the house. Yay, I'm leaving the house. <laughs> I told I a witnesses. bunch of people that we finally met and everybody who I said that I finally met you, they were like, Andy's great. So just so you oh, know, Andy, that's a lot of people Thank out there think you're that. pretty great. So you should feel good about that. Um, <laughs> as for me, you can listen to me try and edit audio. <laughs> <laughs> 
I have so much appreciation for what Jim does for the show every single week. Oh so my god, much appreciation! So much. And I mean, like a new. Fa- I mean, I already appreciated Jim, but like a newfound appreciation. Not, not a newfound. Uh, anyway, Jim knows what I'm trying to say. Uh, you can check that out. Honestly, techpod.com. Uh, you can also check out my website, florenceion.com. I just had a, I, I should have two Lifehacker articles up on the site by the time you listen to this podcast, but the first one that you can expect is uh, a dive into some of the accessibility features in Android 10, which quite frankly, people didn't really talk about. There's a lot of, oh, there's new accessibility features in Android 10, but we didn't actually talk about what they were or how to get them or what to do, which quite frankly, I think we did a disservice to the folks who rely on this stuff. So go read my article, <laughs> please. Um, and remember that you can become a member of our show if you love us a lot. I know you love me and Andy because you listen in every week. I see the we numbers. We feel it. We feel it. Even through uh, we the, see the numbers. Of the air. We see the downloads. Relay.fm slash material. That's where you can contribute and become a part of this team, not just by listening to us, but by also financially contributing to us. And we thank you (laughs) for doing that because it keeps me and Andy on this earth and in houses, which we need to be in so that we can make this podcast for you without a bunch of background noise. I get to have wheat (laughs) toast with either jam or butter. Oh, and living that the, high life, Andy. And the top the topping is absolutely due to the generosity yes. of our listeners. And I get to drink coffee that's from the local locally roasted instead of whatever Starbucks is selling me at Costco in bulk. Do you want me to drink Starbucks? <laughs> no. I just, I we mean, love you too much, Flo. We don't it's want to see that pinch. happen. Starbucks is fine in a pinch on a road trip, but like, do you want me to drink that every day? No. <laughs> Anyway, thank you all for listening this week, uh, especially this exceptionally long episode, and we will have more for you next week. And until then, now, Andy, we're going to say... Have a happy... 